Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 142 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. Firearms have their own language with unique words, phrases, and meanings. Those of us who have been around firearms for a long time, we might understand what other people are talking about when they use some of these terms and abbreviations that are only associated with firearms. A person brand new to the shooting world or a brand new firearm owner may not yet have this vocabulary down. Those of us more fluid in the language of firearms may find ourselves using cliches quite a bit. Clichés are common in the English language and a staple in our everyday vernacular. We often use them without even knowing we are doing so. Even though some clichés are often overused and lack original thought, it does not mean they're incorrect. They are just often misunderstood. Most clichés have very old origins. For example, if you've ever been read The Riot Act, this derives from a 1716 decree from George I of England ordering that misbehaving individuals are publicly and loudly admonished. If you've ever been raked over the coals, this common cliche originated in the 1500s that refers to someone who spoke ill of the church and subsequently was pulled back and forth over a bed of coals until they converted. Some cliches have modern beginnings and are based on sound rules to follow. Some of these are used in firearm training, but firearm instructors and trainers should not casually throw cliches out without understanding first their underlying intent. It is important to remember when using these phrases that we explain what we are saying in a practical and sensible way that our students are able to understand and interpret. Our goal is to either reinforce behavior or change a behavior that coincides with safety, performance, and understanding. 
As a firearm instructor, we all use several common phrases in our classes and our trainings. These include keeping your muzzle pointed in a safe direction, keeping your firearm unloaded until ready to use, and your firearm should surprise you when it discharges. All of these statements are correct, but as a firearms instructor, you need to be able to explain exactly what these mean, as well as apply each of these to ensure that when your students leave, they have learned the correct behavior. Always look at the original intent of the phrase. Keeping your muzzle pointed in a safe direction is the number one rule of firearm safety. In all of my classes and trainings, the rule to keep your muzzle pointed in a safe direction is strictly adhered to. I am constantly reinforcing this concept, but what does it really mean? Handgun rounds can travel one to two miles under ideal conditions, and rifle rounds can travel anywhere from two to six miles depending upon the caliber. The question I pose to my class is where in the United States are you guaranteed not to be within range to inflict serious bodily injury or death to another? Even if you are in the open country in Montana or Wyoming or one of the largest national forests out there, others still have access to these wilderness areas as well. Keeping that in mind, is there really such thing as a safe direction? Along with keeping your muzzle in a safe direction, I add the concept that there is no safe direction for a firearm. I want all of my students to understand that they are responsible for keeping their firearm pointed in the safest direction. It is the firearm owner's responsibility to constantly be assessing that muzzle and making sure it's pointed in the safest direction with every step you take. Conditions change and circumstances change. Just because your muzzle is pointed in a safe direction one minute does not mean it is a safe direction the next. Keeping your firearm unloaded until ready to use is another important rule of firearm safety. This includes when the firearm is being stored, transported, or at any other time you are not ready to use your gun or actively engage in a shooting activity. There is absolutely no exception to this rule. In every class, the question is asked, what about my concealed carry gun or the one I'm keeping at home for self-defense? I am always ready for this question and have my response prepared. I answer their question with another question that gets my students to think. Is your firearm that you keep for self-defense ready to use? This question starts a discussion that is very helpful in getting my students to understand the difference between a firearm that is ready to use and one that is not. Sometimes this difference is not always clear. One reason that we do not store loaded firearms is that we do not want any unauthorized person to gain access to them. This means that if you have one firearm at home and one that you carry, a loaded gun must always be under your control. If one of these firearms is out of your possession, it is not at that moment being used for personal protection. Your firearm should surprise you when it discharges. If you have ever taken any firearms course, chances are you've heard the statement that you need to squeeze the trigger slowly and when the gun goes off, it should surprise you. 
This is what we teach to new shooters, but what does it mean to these new shooters? This concept for a new shooter is correct. A new shooter is not familiar with their firearm and they have not yet become proficient. This describes the proper way a trigger should be squeezed for proper trigger control. We want the new shooter to focus on trigger control, not on the discharge of the firearm. A more experienced shooter should never be surprised by his or her own firearm. In fact, I can tell how experienced a shooter is by his or her trigger control. Dry firing practice is the most overlooked part of training by most shooters. If you are a more experienced shooter and you are surprised when your gun discharges, you have not dry fired your firearm enough. All shooters should know their firearm well enough that they know how much pressure it takes to squeeze the trigger until it breaks, causing the firing pin to strike the cartridge's primer. For the most part, firearms and surprises are not a good combination. When instructing students, especially new ones, make sure that you make the distinction between new shooters and experienced shooters. New shooters, as long as they are following the safety rules, can be surprised as far as trigger squeeze is concerned. A shooter is not experienced until they know their firearm well enough that any surprises are malfunctions or even accidents. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Because firearms do have their own language, any time that more experienced shooters and people who know firearms are talking to other people or especially newer people to the world of firearms, you always want to make sure that you're calling the parts and pieces of that gun and accessories what they actually are. Do we know when somebody tells us to go grab your bullets because we're going to the range or to reload your mag or even grab the snap caps because we're going to be doing dry fire practice? Chances are somebody new to the world of firearms have no idea what you're talking about. One of the most common and misused terminology swaps in firearms are magazines and clips. To put it bluntly, there are no clips in firearms. Magazines hold ammunition until it is fed into the firearms chamber. Clips assist in loading ammunition into the firearms magazine. There are three common types of clips. There are stripper clips, end block clips, and moon clips. Stripper and end block clips are used to load ammunition into semi-automatic firearms. 
Moon clips are used to load ammunition in a revolver's cylinder. Stripper clips are usually a strip of metal that holds ammunition in a single file before the rounds are loaded into a firearms magazine. Once the stripper clip is loaded, it is then inserted into a cutout of a magazine or a cutout in the top of the receiver in the opening of the breech. Stripper clips are usually discarded once the ammunition is loaded into the magazine. The type of magazine determines where the stripper clip is used. If the firearm has a detachable magazine, the stripper clip is inserted in the top of the magazine. Once it is inserted in the top of the magazine, the rounds are then pushed down with a thumb until all of the rounds of ammunition are in the magazine. Once the magazine is full, it can then be inserted into the firearm. If the firearm has an internal box magazine, the stripper clip is designed to be inserted in the top of the receiver in the breech. Once the stripper clip is inserted, the rounds are also pushed into the firearm's magazine with a thumb. Stripper clips can be described as speed loaders for magazines. Next, there are end block clips. These are used primarily with firearms that have internal box magazines. These types of clips are metal devices that hold up to eight rounds of ammunition. The block of ammunition is then pushed through the breech and into the firearm's magazine. End block clips stay with the ammunition in the magazine. After the last round is fired, the clip is then ejected out of the magazine through the breech, making room for the next end block clip to be inserted. Most firearms designed for end block magazines will not work without the device inserted along with the ammunition into the magazine. Next are moon clips. These are used in revolvers. The clips that fall in this category load the cylinder of the revolver with ammunition. The cylinder acts as a type of magazine for this type of handgun. Some revolvers cannot be operated without the use of moon clips. Revolver cylinders that use moon clips must be milled to be able to accept this device. Moon clips cannot be used in revolver cylinders that are not milled to accept them. Moon clips are necessary for revolvers that are chambered for rimless cartridges. Rimless cartridges are usually semi-automatic calibers such as 45, 40, and 9mm. Examples of rimmed revolver cartridges are 357 and 44 Magnum. A revolver cylinder uses the rims of the cartridges to keep the rounds in place to be fired. Without moon clips, rimless ammunition would fall straight through the cylinder, preventing completion of the firing sequence. Moon clips can either be half clips or full clips. Half clips hold three rounds of ammunition. Revolvers that hold six shots would need two half moon clips to fill the cylinder. Full moon clips contain either six rounds or eight rounds, depending on the capacity of the cylinder of that specific firearm. Like other types of clips, moon clips also serve as a speed loader for revolvers. Next, we have magazines. Detachable magazines are removable from the firearm. These types of magazines are loaded with the proper ammunition and then inserted into the firearm, soon to be discharged. Detachable magazines can be found in just about any type of action except single shot or break actions. 
pistols, rifles, and shotguns can have these types of magazines. There are many types of detachable magazines. They are found in fully automatic, semi-automatic, and manual action firearms. Some of these detachable magazines are box, drum, rotary, casket, pan, and helical. In a box magazine, cartridges are in a column or offset columns. In a drum, cartridges are in a circular configuration outside of a rotating follower. In a rotary, cartridges are inserted in a cylindrical sprocket that rotates after each shot. In a casket, which is also referred to as a quad column, this magazine is wide at the bottom to hold four columns of cartridges, but then narrows to the standard size detachable box magazine. The narrow end offsets the cartridges so that the bolt picks up one round at a time. In a pan, cartridges are configured in a flat radial arrangement. And a helical, cartridges are in a spiral configuration inside an elongated drum. Internal box magazines are accessed through the open breech. The action is opened and each round is singularly pushed through the breech into the magazine. When the round is fully pushed into the magazine, there is usually an audible click. This type of magazine normally holds between four and five rounds. Cartridges are set in a column or offset column configuration. Internal box magazines either have a floor plate or come without a floor plate underneath the firearm. Floor plates are hinged and can be opened to unload the magazine. Firearms without a floor plate must be unloaded by cycling the ammunition through the action. Next are tubular magazines. These are located beneath the barrel of the firearm. Ammunition is loaded into the magazine in the same direction that the bullet exits the barrel. As the ammunition is loaded, the tip of one of the bullets is in contact with the case head of the cartridge loaded before. It is important to use the ammunition designed for tubular magazines, especially in lever action rifles. The wrong ammunition could cause a chain fire setting off one or more rounds within the magazine. There are several ways of loading a tubular magazine. The firearm determines which method to use. Some tubular magazines are loaded through a loading gate on the front of the receiver. Shotgun tubular magazines have the loading gate under the receiver. Some rifles have a cutout in the magazine that is in the shape of the cartridge. Other rifles have a hole in the buttstock where the rounds are inserted. Both of these methods of loading the tubular magazine are accomplished by removing a plunger. The plunger not only closes the magazine, but also is spring-loaded to push the rounds forward into the action. Other common misuses of terms around firearms are semi-autos or autos. A semi-auto means a semi-automatic firearm, which means that every time you squeeze the trigger, the gun will go off. An automatic firearm means one squeeze of the trigger will automatically discharge several rounds one after the next. Ammunition has several terms that are oftentimes misused. A lot of times people refer to ammunition as bullets, but in reality, a bullet is only one piece of that ammunition. Rifles and pistols shoot cartridges, 
shotguns shoot shells. So when people say grab your cartridges, then they are referring to rifle or pistol ammunition. Using the correct terminology during a firearm instruction session or any time that you're telling or teaching somebody about firearms ensures that they are going to do what you do and say what you say as they promote firearm safety and handling to future generations of shooters. If you are fortunate enough to help a new firearm owner become familiar with their new purchase and be comfortable on the range, it's important to remember one thing. Teach them and train them and talk to them at their level. Remember how long it took you to get to the level you are with firearms, with your knowledge, safety, and handling. We want these brand new gun owners to have a positive first experience so they can recruit more gun owners to share the knowledge, skills, and proper attitude. This is all accomplished through making sure we are teaching the right way using the right terms, and practicing good techniques from the very beginning. There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters, and creating memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you have heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, a mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.